Okay, so B'Siyat HaDashmaya, we're now beginning to study the sixth stanza of Anubakayach. We spent a long time on Chasen Kodesh Barev Tuvchanala, the Secha, the fifth stanza. And now we're jumping into the second to last, moving into the energy already of Erev Shabbos, which is the sphere of Yisod, which we're going to talk about in later Shirim, Ezra Hashem. I reckon probably we'll spend four to five weeks on this. This one? There are 30 pages in wow. the Sefer Anabukayach. We're not going to learn, again, you know, the whole, or not, that's not a subject, really, Anabukayach, otherwise we'd do a real study of it. But I'm selecting the pieces that I feel are really, really crucial to understanding the basic foundations for how he approaches, based on Rav Cook, really, how they approach um, this stanza in, in Anabukayach, number six. Thanks for coming. Haley Garbanshal. And, um, and, and, and we're going to begin tonight to take a look at the first two words. Yachid Geya. Both references to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yachid means, how would you translate Yachid? Different from Echad. Unique. Unique. Yeah? L'chari Yachid means unique. Miuchad. Something that's Singularity. on its own. Singular. In a category of its own. And we're going to learn a lot about that tonight. Yachid, we refer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the unique one. And we're going to learn what that means. Geya, the proud one. Emelashan Gaiva, right? Geya, the proud one. Yachid Geya. And then the stanza continues, and we're going to learn about this in the, in the future weeks very, very deep. Yachid Geya la'amcha penei zaychrei kudusha secha. Turn to your nation, zaychrei kudusha secha, who remember your holiness. Very, very deep. Zaychrei kudusha secha. There are so many different things we could say about Am Yisrael in the context of Kedusha. We choose to use a form of the word Zechira, remembering your Kedusha. We're going to learn about what that is probably in, in, about, in, in two weeks from now or next week or two weeks from now. We will get to that, Be'ezus Hashem. So let's begin first just with the word Yachid. We're going to take it one word at a time and see how much we can get through. There's a lot, but I'll be siyat Okay, Yachid. L'chaim tov l'sham. Amen. Yachid. Reishis kal Hashem is Baruch Yachid ba'elam of Einzulasei. The first thing is that a Kaddish Baruch is Yachid in Mitzias. There is nothing that is within the same general category as the Infinite One, as the Creator. Who bara es hakal? Hakaddish Baruch created everything. Who elokei ha'elokim? This is referred to in the Navi Daniel. Ba'adoyne ha'adoynim. He is the the power over all other lowercase p powers within creation that Hashem gave them. Energy, but ultimately Hashem is manhig everything. Anybody who has mastery over any other person in any strata of society or in any layer of creation, Hashem is the adoyne ha'adoyne beyond that. Hakel ha'gadol ha'gibar v'hanoira, the great and the mighty and the awesome God. Asher kol diyari ara ke'ein doimin ka'ayin doimin ukalech hashivin ve'efes v'tayu nachshavulay. That everybody who lives on the earth, klape the infinite creators, ka'ayin, doimin, it's like nothing. Ukaloi chashivin, it's like they don't exist. The efes with tayu nechshavolai, they're compared to nothingness and and and, and chaos. Ke'im bil'adai ve'efes zulase. Because from Hashem's perspective, there is nothing, it's just the infinite godliness. Inyan hayoisi is barach shema yachid. So what we mean when we call HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yachid, is not simply a reference to this, that there is no other God. However we define God, there is no other 
being that fits in that category, whether it's the creation of Mitzias or the canvas upon which all of creation is drawn, is, is painted, it's not just that there is no other being that fits into this category. Ella Shebe'emes, what we mean to say that Hashem is Yachid, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hu HaNimtza VeHakayom HaYachid. It's not just that when we think about the concept of God, Hashem is in a category alone and there is no other God but Him. It's that from the standpoint of Hashem's being Yachid, let's see how to, how to say this, There's no He's else. Yachid in the sense that there is nothing that fits into the category of anything, Klape Hashem. So from Hashem's perspective, again, it's not that, the, okay, there's creation, and then we have this category called God, and there's only one entry, Yudke Vavke, the Ein Sof. It's that from Hashem's perspective, what it means, Yachid, He is alone, and that aloneness encompasses all else. So there's an impossibility, Be'emes, at least on that level, of there being anything else that falls outside the category of Hashem's being Yachid. Not that He's Yachid, I'm trying to find a way to say this very delicate, not that He's Yachid, in contradistinction to something else, but he's yachid in as much as from the standpoint of his being, mamish being, there is nothing else against which to be compared. It follows from Sunday Shia. Huh? It follows from Sunday Shia. Yeah. The concept of, of, of me bar ele, the concept of going back to yes. the roots. And yes, at the root of me. Yeah. Right. In that place, nothing. Yeah. Isn't this essentially like the long house has a beginning of Yachid Animtai, he quotes a lot from Derek Hashem actually in this section. Absolutely, right? Echad Yachid Umiyuchad. Let's see how he says it. Elo Shebe Emes Hakodesh Baruchu, Hu Hanimsa Vahakayam Hayachid. He's not just the only God, he's the only, right? Without even using any other word after that. He is, he is, he. I'm on the H, right? It just nothing. Eki Asher The only existence. The only existence. Hakayam Hayachid. Right. Let's let's see how he says it. Let's see how he says it. Vechol Hanevram Kulam Einam Kayamim. Right from the standpoint of Kuchabrichu, from his perspective, what the Ramchal, what what the Nefshachaim calls Mitzidai, from Hashem's perspective, there's nothing else. Vechol Hanevram Kulam Einam Kayamim. Nothing else exists. The Einam Oimdim, and they only stand. This is very deep. Ella Mitoich Mitziusai Yisbarach Shemay. The only reason that anything else exists at the level that it exists, because we can say that I exist and that you exist and that these bottles exist and the chairs exist in, 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 in relation to not existing, which is something else that we know is true. There are things that exist and that don't exist then. For example, a person likes a candle and the flame is there. It exists. When you blow it out, we can rightly say the flame no longer exists. Right? So it's all within a relative framework. Relatively speaking, we can say that something exists and then it doesn't exist anymore. But even while it exists, clape, in relation to its subsequent potential no longer existing, the only reason it is, is because Hashem is. Memela, it is a, because Hashem wills it. That's the Nakuda that he gets to now. It's very, very deep. Anything that exists, and this is what it means, they really don't exist, in what sense? Because their existence is, here's the key word, contingent, dependent upon. 
It's not an independent existence. So sure, it's here, but it's only here. Each drop is only here because there was an ocean out of which a drop emerged. But the ocean is what exists. Only because Hashem exists. And here's the word Rabbi Yitzhi brought up. Because Hashem is willing all of this, every aspect of it, every detail of it, every facet of it. So therefore, from this standpoint, our existence which is an existence, again, clape, the flame being blown out, and then even within the illusory realm of existence, it no longer exists, right? So our kiyom is nechshav, from this standpoint, is considered ka'ayin mamish mul kiyumai umitziyusai shal baruch It's considered nothing, clape, in relation to Hashem's kiyom. Why? Because whatever we could say about our existence is already a statement about Hashem's existence. Memela, how could we put the two bechlal in the same category? We don't exist like Hashem exists. We exist because Hashem exists. And so Memela, whatever I say about my existence is bechlal in a different universe. I mean, it's, it's not even within the same conversation about the essence of our existence, which is Hashem's existence. Is it because of the fragility of it, or is it stum just because it's it's fed it's fed by Hashem's existence? So it's it's not even fed so by it's, it's it 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 only exists in as much as Hakadosh Baruch is making the conscious yeah. choice to will it to exist. What kind of existence is that? So from our standpoint, again, there's no nimshal, there's no mushal to compare this to because it's all of life. But the way that we experience life with our independent existence, including it's not a theoretical concept. Right now, this moment in time, this space within the whole entire world which is currently the center vis-a-vis our consciousness. We're all focused here. So everything else around the globe, which is why it's around, because it always revolves around the given point of consciousness, which is observing, right? So this is, from our perspective, this center, and this moment is now, is only here because it was, is, is, (laughs) right? Is only because Hashem is willing it right now. This This is the kiyom, of our Metzias that's contingent on Hashem's Metzias. Yeah. But, but why does, why does Yachid have to be in relation to us? Why can't Yachid be in itself? Hmm? What do you mean? Yachid, how, how, how is it a Shvach for Hashem if, if his Shvach is only Kalapa Ass or nothing? Like, what's, what's the big deal? Like, what's, how, how can you start saying that, oh, Hashem is Yachid because, like, you know, Kalapa him? Like where Akim and whatever Akim is is only is only because he wills it. So therefore, that's his shvach. How's that a shvach? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure that in this context it's used as a shvach per no, se. It's a description. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a declaration. Right. Yachid, okay. referring to Hakadosh Baruch Hu as he is. Let, let's okay. let's see again. We always open up sugyas and we get caught. Let, let's <clears throat> let's let him let's let him open open it up. Yeah, Seder. Let, let's let's see how he. How he opens this. Okay. From this perspective, it's not just, again, one in relation to the potential of there being other gods. He is it. He is it. There is not no one else along with him. There is nothing else aside from his energy. Which is, by the way, a, a, an upgrade in our perception of this thing called Hashem. I think I mentioned this year and previously that Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, would spend a lot of time with the Maskilim of the day, which is one of the reasons that they fought against him because they couldn't 
grasp the you know the the fact that a Hasidic you know Hasidic Rebbe is sitting and, and talking to people that they threw out of every every community and, and they saw as attacking the foundations of Yiddishkeit. The Rinachman was one of the first Mekarvim, right? He, he understood you have to spend time with them, you have to build a relationship, you have to be Mekarv them with with love. And he almost almost succeeded. It's hard to imagine that Ad Kedekach that he failed. You know how far these people were in a certain sense. Um, that uh, toward the very very end of one of the primary maskilim was Mamish, one of the prime disciples of the early leaders of the Haskalah. His name was Hirsch Ber, who lived in Uman, and that's where Rabbi Nachman spent the last kufa of his life. When Rabbi Nachman was nifter, a few, a few weeks before Rabbi Nachman was nifter, was Rosh Hashanah, because Rabbi Nachman was nifter on Cholam Sukkis on the fourth night, the Shvizan of Moshe Rabbeinu, the Shvizan of Natsach, and at the Levaya was this Hirschbeer who had just joined the breast of Hasidim for their Rosh Hashanah davening. He was already, he was growing a beard and he was already being with Starf to the Tefillahs. And Reb Nassim was crying. Demise, you can't imagine, by Rabbi Nachman's Levaya. And, and he, he kept on saying again and again, Rebbe, 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 Reb Nassim was screaming out. So Hirschbeer came over to him and he said, you think you lost your Rebbe? He said, all of us lost our Rebbe. So at the very end, Hirschberg, because of Rabbi Nachman, what would, so what would he do with them? He would just play chess with them. Didn't talk theology or anything like that. He would talk science, math, geology, geography, all the wisdoms that Rabbi Nachman had mastered, philosophy, and they would sit and play chess. And one day, the Maskilim summoned up enough courage to broach the topic of religion and God, and they said, we can't handle it anymore, and we're talking among ourselves. How could it be that a person who's as brilliant as you are and as learned as you are, knowledgeable, plugged in as you are to the mitzvahs, to the realities of this world, that you would believe in such, such a far-fetched notion as there being a God? It's like a fantasy. It's, you know, how, how could you fall for that? So Rabbi Nachman looked at him and he said something incredibly deep. He said, the God that you don't believe in, I don't either believe in. <laughs> Your concept of God is 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 not the correct definition, and the concept that you have of God is not a believable God. That, that you're right. I don't either believe in that God. So the Rebbe's approach was not to start to prove to him. The Rebbe was first of all just to to to, to take a step back and look at what our definitions of God are. And Mamela, when we upgrade our definition of God, it becomes far more believable and far more mature, far more developed, far more evolved, far broader, and far more believable as adults. And so here we're taking a step out of the general definition of God that most of us have growing up and most people maintain throughout their adulthood, that there's this power, this koach, this you know being called God, and God is all the way up there somewhere in some spiritual realm, and he created the physical world. From this standpoint, God is not like a, like a being that exists in the category of all these different things that exist. We have the world, we have the physical realm, and then other realms, and you know we have planet Earth and different planets and space, and somewhere in some realm there's also a being called God who created all of this, right? Mm-hmm. No, it turns out that God is, is just an infinite creative energy who is as present here as he is anywhere. And that in a certain sense, and it takes a developed mind to be able to to think about this deeply, everything and every moment and every space and every experience and every sensation, the experience of being conscious, conscious, 
is already an experience of being immersed in that infinite source, which underlies all of creation, is infused within all of creation. It's a completely different perspective on, on what this means, Hashem. Right? So that's the journey that we're taking now. Ki ein oid bil adai is not just that there's no other God, there's nothing else but this energy. There is no existence of anything without being fundamentally founded and rooted in, founded on and rooted in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's will. That Hashem wills creation into being. And wills creation to carry on developing. He gives life to everything, not just in a general way, in a proteus way. Every atom that joins together with other atoms to form any entity is being powered right this instant by the will of Hashem for that tiny prot in existence moving out to form a limb of a being, of a species, of a, of a category of creation, and so on and so forth for every tiny detail in the Bria. And which keeps, keeps everything going. And Cain, therefore, so he doesn't say it's a praise, per se, he doesn't say a shvach, it's not a praise, it's a toyar. It's a description, right? It's a descriptive term that we use to refer to one aspect of Hashem. Yachid. Moira, this teaches the singularity of Hashem. But again, not vis-a-vis something else, just the essential singularity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's being. And in His ultimate, ultimate ascension beyond anything else in this uh, 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 context, with, that can't be imagined. Who can't in any way be put into the same category as his Nivra'im. Not just because he's the creator and we're the creations, but because, again, it's not just in the sense of that relationship. By the way, that would be enough not to put us in Hashem's category. He created us. We're, it may look contingent on him. This is even deeper. Even after he created us, we are still him, right? We are still, it's not just this famous Nevshachayim and Shar Aleph and Shayich Ravemuna and Parak Aleph, Parak Beis and the Tanya, where there's a distinction drawn between a human that builds something, that constructs something, and a Kodesh Baruch that builds something. What's the difference? A human being constructs something, he walks away, and the thing that he built is standing. Why? Says both the Nevshachayim and the Balatanya. The reason that a person can build something and walk away is because when a human constructs something, he took material that was there before him, he arranged it, rearranged it in a different way, he took four pieces of wood, he built it into a table, he transformed what was already there. Mimele, he can walk away, and what was already there continues to be now in a different form. Beautiful, right, he's a yotzer. Yesh mi yesh, that's exactly right. But because by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem creates the material and then forms it. Memela, the material wasn't there before HaKadosh Baruch Hu put it together. And now that it happens to be in a different form, it doesn't leave the fact that it's still contingent on HaKadosh Baruch Hu still being there. We call this HaMachadosh Betuvay Bechol Yayim Tamid HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't just create the world and walk away. Chas Shalom, this is still Hashem pumping creative energy, yesh mi ayin, from the realm of ayin into the realm of yesh every split second, which is the realm of bina. Mi is yesh mi ayin, the world of bria. What is the yetzer ar? She's a bear ar. 
Shabbos is never a yotz, so he's always a bara. We'll have to. It's another story. Yeah, another another sugya, right? But for now, why are we bringing this up? Ah, because this is what we mean. We can't put anything into that category. It's more than just Hashem is the creator and we're the creations. It's that toich kadei us being creations. We are still being created every split second in in the most in in the most all encompassing way in the most pervasive way. Very very deep. So it's a completely different category. Because klape, the category that includes Hashem, there is no other category. Because that category is all-encompassing. Every other category is within that one category where only Hashem is yachid, because only Hashem is, because only Hashem, because only, because, be. You know, that of ain't, nothing. in sof. Just Hashem. Just HaKadosh Baruch that's Kutchabrih. He just is. Nimsa, so we find Shahatayar Yachid Shainabitahlis Mehatayar Chasin. This is the relationship of the previous verse, where now we're moving into a whole different realm. What was Chasin? Hachasinus misyacheses, similar word, Hachasinus misyacheses lo kutchabrihu. What did it mean that we call the Kaddish Baruch Hu Chasin? There's a world, and this world, Taka, exists. And in this world of existing things, there's the Metzius of Ra, that doesn't need to be completely wiped away, but needs to be transformed, like we learned in depth. And this is a realm of challenges, this is the realm of other forces, and so on. And yet, Kaddish Baruch Hu's energy can be found here. Chasinos. There's a world, and a Kaddish Baruch Hu's light is so powerful and rooted in such a lofty place, it can even reach us here. It can even reach us here. HaKaddish Baruch Hu's godliness and a Kaddish Baruch Hu's light is, what was the word we Resilient. used? Resilient. And so it makes it from all the way up there, all the way down here. It's not impacted and wiped away. It's here. And it's not impacted from, from anything in this world. But after we describe that, and the way in which the light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu rooted in a place of Ayin, of Keser, is so powerful that it's able to come all the way down into the world. And so Chasen Kaddish is like, we're looking at it from our perspective, where there is a world, and yet we can pick up on the whispers of Elokus within this world. Now we shift back into the perspective of, of Hashem. The, right. The, the realm where the chasinus begins, not where it ends. Mm. To use another muscle from the Balatanya, the difference between a ray of the sun and the sun itself. From the perspective of the ray, Balatani. the ray exists. Mm. Yeah, Balatanya in a number right. of places. Yeah. Right? From the perspective of the ray... It exists. It is a ray of the sunlight. From the from the perspective of the sun itself, it, the it's ray is batul umuvutul. It's 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 it doesn't have any uh, independent um, um, what's the word significance? Yeah, existence. It significance. Even more, the ray itself in the sun. Right. It's it's from right. Its whole existence is the sun. Is the sun. 
Yeah, it's, it's only it's, when it goes far, far, far away from the sun, all of a sudden we give it a name. Oh, it's a ray. Right, a sun ray. But when it's closer right. to its source, it's the sun. Vidyuk. So this chavra is the difference between stanza five and stanza six. Stanza five, chasen kadosh, is from the perspective of the ray. Mm-hmm. All the way distant down in the lower realms of creation, tzimtzum, v'chule, all the way down, where there's a world and... and, and, and Wow, Akadosh Baruch Hu's R is shining down all the way to here. the word here. Chishivas is something which is to do with Chsiv, with Simpson. Because if it's the sun, there's no Chishivas anymore. There's nothing to kosher. This just is. Right? Yeah. Even to, to, to be able to recognize yeah. it at all, to right. give it uh, its, give own, it its, its own being, right? Its own its own existence. That's that's Chasin Kadosh. Now... You know, it's like it's like in a certain way, like you know, video games have given us this. Good. Now you you switch back into the other view. It's like first person player, and then boom! It's like you can just toggle the switch, right? And now you're back into 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 the the. So you go from from the perspective of the ray, and then that's the perspective of the sun, yachid where the whole realm of challenges, where Akadosh Baruch Hu's R is so powerful that Chasin Kadosh, it's able to reach even here. That whole realm is 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 is, is only part of Yachid Gay. So it's almost like saying you think this is great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I have news for you. Exactly. In the most ultimate extreme sense. You go mamish all the way from from the end realm to even before the beginning. But this whole to the place of, of, of Ainsa. What does? One is Oil Mabriya, where we are and we can recognize Oil Masia. Oil Masia, where we can, even in Oil Masia, there's Tzimtzum, where we can recognize gods like Chasen. But if we tap out in our mind to, from God's perspective, to basically we go away from all this Oil Masia, even in our mind. That's right. And that's why there's nothing, there's no Oil Masia. That's right. From Oil Masia into. into it's almost like. Uh, into beyond that Silas, even, from the way that he's pers- describing it. Yeah. Okay, let, let's 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 carry ours. There's a lot to get to. Ha chasinus mesiachas agodes baruch gumishen nimsova elam right. Ah, uumasoyz hatoyer yachid. What this means, yachid meroimam as agodes baruch gumikom musik shabayolamis. It's beyond anything that exists because it is the category that includes the category called existence. So from that standpoint, there is nothing. From that standpoint, it's just agodes baruch gum like Hashem says ani rishon, ani achron. Ani Hashem loishi nisi. Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't undergo any change from his perspective, like we say in the morning. Atu hu atchaloi nivra elam. Atu hu mishin nivra elam. From Hashem's perspective, it's all the same. Mikol tfisas mitzias shalan evroam alohayreshu nale umaraima maoid maoid. Talking about this, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is above and beyond in an incredibly intense way. Atchein lahashvoisai. That from this standpoint, and again, it, it seems like a simple concept, but it takes you know, twenty-seven minutes now to, to really to really develop it properly and to get it to really understand this. The way in which ein lahashvoisai ularicha, because every child knows this. Of course, there's nothing compared to God. But philosophically, it's very, very deep. Why is it that we can't compare anything to God? Because if we are in this standpoint from these glasses, there is nothing to compare it to because it is all there is already. You see? So it's not a matter of, well, okay, we're the, like I said, we're the creations and he's the creator. So yeah, you can't compare creations to creator. It's much deeper than that. From this element... The whole concept of comparing, which already necessitates there being two things, one to compare against the other, is already negated from the standpoint of the fact that category number one is 
category number two. It contains category number two. So the very premise of there being something possible to compare to is, is already null and voided. Because all there is, is yachid. Yachid. Ein oed mulvadai. This is what we refer to when we say Yachid. Now we talk about Geya. After we speak about Yachid, now we talk about Geya. Of course, we can understand that these two things would be connected. What does Geya mean? It's a reference to Gaiva. What is Gaiva? Gaiva is, 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 loft, is, is uplifted, arrogance. Um, above. Uh, above. That which is above others, right? That's the concept of Gaiva. Something that stands out, something that's the yotzim min haklal, right? So here he asks a very important question. Again, I just selected different paragraphs. Shiniyesh l'shal. We can ask very simply. Everybody knows that gaiva is the worst thing in the world. Look in the Gemara in Saita, Davhei, Davav. Gaiva is like it's horrible. So in Cain, Ketzad Anumetarim Bas Hashem is Baruch Shemay. How could we possibly describe HaKadosh Baruch as having a midah that we work on, right? That we try to make sure that we're not uh, uh, connected to this midah. And all of a sudden we're calling Hashem Yachid Geya. Hashem is the, is the prideful one. How are we praising Hashem when we say every morning, Ashir Hashem, we will sing to Hashem because He is the arrogant one, right? He is the prideful one. How is that a praise? We also say in Tehillim, HaKadosh Baruch uh, enclothed Himself in Gaiva? See, he says, There are a number of things we can say in response to this question. This is, this is also very deep and important. Reisha's call, first of all, What is it that's so repulsive about Gaiva? It's not the Gaiva in and of itself. It's the Sheker in the Gaiva. It's the deceptive nature of that which purports to be above. Kasher Bria Achas it's when one member of a category where everything is fundamentally unified, the same, chooses to pretend to lift itself above as if to say, I belong in another category, when in fact, it doesn't. It's the Sheker Shaba that makes Gaiva so repulsive. Because Uba MS, in that sense, Bechol Makim Shabai, Yesh. Shivyon, that in every place where you have sameness, equality, then in Makam Lagaiva. So then, because we already agree that everything already is, is in one fundamental existential category. Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't a hierarchy that's valid, but, but that means when, when something wants to choose to pretend as if it's Yotzim and Aklal, existentially speaking, not within the hierarchy of society, where we can still maintain the realization that although one person is, is, uh, you know, is, is the doctor and one person is the patient, for example, but ultimately they're still both humans and they still recognize their fundamental existential sameness. But all the while that one being within that category chooses to now present itself as if it's out of that category, that's disgusting because that's the, that's the sheker of that kind of gaiva. Right, in this, again, existential sense, not within a societal framework, but for one creation to now lift itself out of the realm of having been created, which is an essentially humbling understanding, like we are not uh, independent, we were created, and from the standpoint of Yachid, we are being created, beamed into existence against our will, like the Gemara says, it's, it's something that comes from beyond ourselves, 
So when one of those creations begins to lift itself up, kishteim bruis, vishteim shavais, in the sense that they're both created, they're both essentially the same. So vishekar hu sha'adam it's total sheker when one individual chooses now to lift themselves up in such a way that they're out of the category of existence. It is this fundamental deceptive nature, the sheker, that is within this gaiva, among uh, 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 you know, fundamentally equal beings. This is the, the yesoid of what brings about the hisnasus that is gasa, that is coarse, like blow, blown up like chametz, which is, which is detestable. For it's in Enoloimar, we mean to say that the d- disgusting, abominable form of gaiva is that a human being, a creation, within the realm of all other created beings, puffs itself up to demonstrate itself to be greater than and in that mode chooses to trample on others, to look down on others, to feel that others are fundamentally lower than he is. And that is an effect of a fundamental misunderstanding, of a, of a miscategorization of self. So that a person can act in such a way, shall evo saemes. It's the it's the corruption of truth. Kikulam bruim, because again, existentially speaking, we're all within one category. We're all created. Bikulam akablam eschiyusam yashemizbar, and we're all receiving. We're not we're not giving. We're all receiving. Shuam akar ba'asharis l'cholakiyim ba'amatzias, and he is the great equalizer. Mashpil geim, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the one that casts down those that lift themselves too high, and at the same time, akbiyah shifalim, as we're going to learn, also lifts up those. Those that are yotzim and aklal in a negative, shiftless way, which is also negative because there's sheker there too. It's the sheker in gaiva and the sheker in anavapsula that is so is so damaging. So what does a kaddish baruch Hu do? He lifts everything back up to a plane of equality. A kaddish baruch Hu says, "No, the person that lifts themselves up, no, let, let's 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 put you back into your place." And at the same time, the person that falls too low by convincing themselves that they're below the category where they're really at, HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts them back. How so? It's very, very deep. Usually we think about it in a way of mitzias, and this is the regular kavana, that if a person in life will lift themselves too high, HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings them back down, right? And a person that's, that's, that's you know, um, the, the victim of, of being mistreated and, and, and abused and stepped on, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will lift that person lovingly up. But based on everything we're saying, it's much deeper than that. It's not simply this old paradigm of there being a being called God and Hashem is like the puppet master and, and, and doing things, changing the code, which is already even a deeper level than most people think about. But that, that Hashem you know, lifts this one up and pushes this one down. It's much deeper. It's that recognizing the realization of Yudke Vavke, the truth of this Mitzis of Yachid, is itself what is mashbul geim, and itself what is magbiyash You see the difference? It is an automatic philosophical process. It's not that Hashem is now going and changing things around in this world via hashkacha, which is also true. Now we're talking much broader, right? and therefore Hashem is bringing down those that have risen too high and bringing up those that have risen too low. 
It's that from the standpoint of Yudke Vavke, of Hashem's Mitzias, of Yachid, Echad Yachid Umiyuchad, Memela, it's Mashbil Game, and Memela, Magbiya Shvalim, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu becomes the category within which both are in exactly the same place. They are both Nivraim, vis a vis Yudke Vavke. That's what we mean when we say Hashem is Mashbil Game and Magbiya Shvalim, because it's just a matter of drawing the lines of categorization to fit them both in such a way that they're both the same, even though this one looks like it's a lot, that's, it's a little bit more <coughs> to the right of the, of the line, and this one looks a little bit more left. It's no longer up and down, because we shift the whole category. It used to be that we thought the category was this way, and this one is up here, and this one's down here. But all of a sudden, it's mamish, like you, you turn the whole column this way, and there's no up or down, <coughs> it's just left or right. Right? It has nothing to do with higher or lower. It just has to do with where they happen to seem to be along this spectrum within one category, so they're one. They're one. It's a whole different way of looking at mashbal game and magbi ashfalim. So let's get back to this. It's the sheker shaboy. Hasheker ha'omid biyasoid ha'gaiba hazois bein shvuyim hu ayoytzer sasnasas ha'gasa v'amenufeches. Right? Oh, we did this already. Yeah. Hu toytzer shal sheker. Look at the second to last line in the paragraph. It is an. It is a. Toitzar, what's the translation of Toitzar? The, the, the offshoot, yeah, the outcome, the outcome, yes, Toitzar, offshoot, outcome of Sheker shall evos ha'emes, the corruption of what's actually going on. Kikulam bruim, because they're all in one category, we're all humans, we're all creations. Vikulam ha'kablam ha'schiyusa me'es me'ashem ha'sbarach shehu ha'makar v'ha'shayrish l'chol ha'kayim b'metzias. So now that he sets up this foundation, he says, Again, the fundamental definition of gaiva is that a person thinks that he is what he isn't. And that's the sheker shabai, which is the opposite of elokus, which is the opposite of tov, because Hashem likechem emes, and anything that's not emes is sheker, and anything that's sheker is fundamentally opposed and contrasted to that which is good, that which is God. Halei emes, kol lanu, because the truth is that whatever it is that we have, it's not from, from us. It's all, not just from Hashem. It is a manifestation of the R of Hashem. Quite literally, if you choose not to be so metaphysical about it, just simply speaking, the fact that I'm able to sit here and talk is not me. There is no me. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving, is giving me life. The fact that we're here able to sit and to learn and to listen, it's not us. Hashem is giving us not just everything we have, so my parnasa comes from Hashem. It's much deeper than that. I, I, my, my very life force, the very fact of my consciousness of being here in this realm in a way that one day I won't, and the way that all of us one day won't be here. So I'm turning 20, but as Hashem, we shall live long and happy lives. It's, it's, all, it's all Him. It's all Him. So there's no room for gaiva. It's all Him. Ein oid malvadai. That he is the source of all being. And HaKadosh Baruch is like nursing us and every atom in existence is drawing life force from Hashem. A person who has intellect or a person who has wealth Hashem love. It's just a greater manifestation of Hashem's energy manifesting itself in this particular person's life in this particular way. 
Cabrius Kulam, Enemis Kayemis, Elame Hevel Pivis Bark, like we said, using another muscle, we can use another muscle. Uh, like like Dibor, like words that emerge from a person's mouth, they're not separate entities from him. They're they're bound up with the breath that he took within himself and then breathed out in the form of a voice that's produced by the vocal cords that then gets a quan- qualified and quantified through the clay hadibor and then becomes a word. But it's mushrish in the essence of, the, of him. And that's what we are, klape Hashem. Alone, we're like a, like a wind-driven leaf. We're like kiyom v'havoyo mitziyas without any existence of our own. Alkein, therefore, ma'yarama adam roi what is this that a person could lift their head above another, another being? To think that they have, in some sense, something fundamentally better than anybody else. This is such a strong muscle. He says the matter is comparable to shliach. Like a shliach. Somebody sends somebody to go ahead and to give 100, 100 pounds to, to an ani that you know, he saw in shul. And he's running out and he says, you don't mind taking this and giving it. And imagine that shliach goes, and he gives over the money, and he gives it in such a way where, with the whole presentation, I'm the one giving you this tzedakah money. It's me. And Imamish feels the whole experience like he was the one that gave the chesed. Not even because he's choosing to lie for whatever reason, but because imagine the dimyan that for some reason he, he maybe has short-term memory, he forgets, and he enters into the whole energy like he is the one giving a very sizable amount to a mashulach that he sees in shul. With well, all of what that is. Pride that everyone should see. Oh, look, I'm, I'm giving this guy 100 pounds. Right. I'm going to give you What is it for? Oh, yeah, here, here. Yes, right? But, but that would be, I'm trying to make it even deeper, because that would still be that he's trying to lie. So I mainly he knows the MS, but he's just faking it. I'm saying, imagine the dimion of a person that falls so deep into the dimion that he mamish feels. Like he forgets, Bechlal, that it's not his. And that's more apropos to this muscle. Because we see a lot of time in the Torah and the whole of Chazal, plenty of times, where it says, it's talk is a big schos, a big mitzvah. So it does cater to the idea that, yes, it's me. It can. Right? Imagine that deception with all of it. The religious element, the societal element, the deception of it. With a complete and utter denial of the fact that this person is, is only at Sinar, I love this, this expression, Nar Shlichuyas. Right? What does it mean? It means he, he's just the, he is the messenger boy, delivery boy. The delivery boy. The paper boy. Kach Benimshel. So it's funny when we learn about the mashal, but this is what I do at least so much of the time, and many of us can, can fall into this. Kach Benimshel. The same thing is true for the nimshal, and he says, well, And it's infinitely worse than this mashal. From our own standpoint, vis a vis our mitzvahs, Mamish, there's nothing. Mamish, there's nothing. Even, even in the Mises we did? Nothing. From this standpoint. Mitzad Atzmai and Mitzad, the Etzem underlying Kiyam of our Mitzias. Of course, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the realm, and that's what we're going to learn next week. And Hashem wants us to take pride in our Maisim, and that's the Shvach, that even though the truth is Yachid Geya, still La'am Chapanei. 
We, we do exist. And Amaisim do matter. We're talking about from one Bechina, which is important to keep our mind on because it helps focus us in our Amaisim that do matter. Right? So it's, it's this delicate game. Remember, keep on toggling back. It's a good thing. You know, from one view sets. to the other view. The ray to the sun. They're right? All, all so all now we're talking sun. about the sun. The ray in the sun. So from that standpoint, Ein mamashos elurik ve'efes. Rakhiyusai, all there is, divine energy. Va'oyrei, and divine light. V'tuvai, and divine goodness. V'shefa, birchasai, and the shefa, very always hard to tra- translate that word. Um, effluence is a fancy word. That's a good translation. Of Hashem's bracha. Heim hamamidim oisanu. That's what's literally giving us life. Heim hamikaimim oisanu. It is those aspects of Hashem's hashpa that are giving us existence. Veheim mekar kol kishrenesenu v'chol mashiyeshlanu. Anything that we're able to have. That's a product of our having been able to do. That's a product of our having been able to function. Is literally all founded on the chiyas of Hashem. L'chein therefore hagayva shalanivra hu sheker. The st- from the standpoint of the Nivra, that's why Gaiva is so detestable, because it's Sheker. Ivus, it's a corruption. Gasus ve'atimus. It's a, it's, a, it's a total coarse covering over of the truth. Memela, therefore, Therefore, because it's rooted in Sheker, the way it's going to manifest is in a horrible, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause all kinds of terrible things along the way. If a person lives... With this perspective, it's rooted in Sheker. Memela, any totsa of that is going to be corrupted. It's going to be filled with, with, with nausea, with, with disgustingness. It's going, to, it's going to be off-putting to any nefesh yishar that senses that there's something here that's, that's it's, it's rooted in Sheker. There's nothing worse than that. And it's, 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 uh, it's, it's a rot is worse than that which is, you know, on the side of, of, of the street. Okay, so, so, so we're going we're gonna to end here for now. Let's just wrap it up and then we'll pick up next week from, from this. Um, but, but, but with this, he's answering the question. When we refer to Hashem's Yachid, which is Geyeh, there's only one word for it, and that word is emes. And that's why Kodesh Baruch Hu's gaiva is not, is not, is not detestable, chas v'shalman, anyway, it's not a bad midah. Because the only reason any other kind of gaiva within creation is a bad midah is because it's a sheker midah. But by Hashem, it's mamish emes. It's mamish emes. It is just, again, it's, it's, not, it's just descriptive. It's a fact. It's not a manner, it's not descriptive, it's not, it's not a, a, a manner in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu carries himself, like with this, with this energy of arrogance. Or he believes. It's just, it's, or, or what he believes to be the case. <laughs> it is Yachid Geya. Memela, from, from the standpoint of our understanding, the oymik of this one little Hebrew word, four little letters, Yachid, then we understand that Geya is, is, the, is the most beautiful thing in the world. Right from that standpoint, Hakadosh Baruch Hu Taka is not just in another category vis-a-vis His creations, but Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the only category there is, a, and we call that Ein Sof. We call that Ein Oid Milvadai. Okay, so we're just opening the sugya of Yachid Geya and the Ezra's Hashem. Just see what next week we're going to learn how this relates to. Um, La'amcha Pinei. We're going to get into that. What that means and and what's the correlation between Yachid Geya, where there's nothingness. And then we're going to get into our Maisim, which is La'amcha Pinei, and what La'amcha means, and what Pinei means, not just that Hashem should turn to us, but the Pinimius of Amcha, we're going to get into all of that, which is very, very deep. 
And then we're going to spend um, another week on Zoichre Kedusha Secha, maybe even two weeks on that. It's so much to learn. And then we're going to... 2025. We're going to... Right, in, in 30 years. We're going to... Right? In, 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 uh, and, and then after that, um, we're going to look at the context of all of Anabakayach split into categories of all the different ideas. And then finally, we're going to look at the Rosh Tevis. And then we're going to move into Shabbos Kabel. So there's plenty to learn. Six short words that contain within them so much of the foundation of Yiddishkeit. I was really thinking this morning... Um, if I was running a school, like you could turn Anabakayach into a whole, I would say even multi-year curriculum of the foundations of Emily. Maybe just Anabakayach. You know how much there is. We already know this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and think about it. If you're teaching this to high school kids, I mean, you think about how long this would take, you know, to really delve into these ideas. And, and, and it's so uh, useful practically because it's just one tiny little... It's not like a whole book of text it's that like they have to memorize. You say it all the time, and and really just <laughs> pick one thing and and as the Lashon in Breslov. It's tiny, but it contains everything there is. Um, and so Hashem, when we finish all of this, we're going to go back and review so that to make sure you know, we'll just do a quick review. And I hope Blineder as Hashem, we're getting way ahead of ourselves because again, this is in ten years from now. But we we will as Hashem have a booklet that just makes it very easy to quickly review. Um, all the meanings of of all the stanzas and all the rishatevis that we learned, bleed out there. That's that's the plan. Okay, so we're we're just beginning this phase of the journey of Anubhakaya. So isn't that all?